0: is my movie deja vu co-host and she's a very special m'lady she was oh. also on the my musical episode of this podcast it's shady
1: everyone oh my gosh, she's back that was amazing
0: uh shimmy 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 hacha shimmy 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 hacha
1: i'm doing body rolls over here you can't see it because it's a podcast
0: body rolls man body rolls (laughs) they can hear it um shady welcome back thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come back on the pod
1: oh my goodness thank you i i had so much fun doing scrubs i'm so excited to talk about this show because
0: we need to (laughs) we
1: need to not enough people know this show
0: just to clarify we're talking about season one of gallivant this episode Mm -hmm. try not we're going to try not to talk about season two Mm -hmm. but we may accidentally season two is the next episode spoiler alert but not really you could (laughs) have (laughs) guessed so season one of gallivant was created by dan fogelman i believe he was also the showrunner i could not find anything to uh, I,
1: I i believe con- he was
0: to contrast that yeah. music and <laughs> lyrics uh were written by alan menken and glenn slater for the whole season uh the first episode aired on january 4th 2015 and the last episode aired january 25th 2015 so four weeks <laughs> 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 and it was supposed to be just like a mid-season break between um yeah i think
1: it was once upon a time right yeah the, the other this was abc and they had that that show that i watched once upon a time way longer than i needed to and i think i gave up on it after they did their frozen storyline
0: <laughs> oh so <laughs> don't worry we have already covered the the musical episode of that on on here <laughs> right with our we uh oh we've had we had we had thoughts and feelings on that one (laughs) you don't you actually know the who the guest was it was john from camp oh yeah we had thoughts he picked it (laughs)
1: Ah. Uh, once upon a time in general was
0: was a train wreck but yeah
1: i mean and from the beginning i don't know why i gave that show my attention for like I don't know, four years or something, just thinking, no, it's going to finally live up to its promise. And it never really
0: did. So you also picked, you picked this one as well, which, yes. sorry, John, this was a better choice. <laughs> did you watch it live, like when it was out?
1: I absolutely did. Um, I saw, because this was when I was watching Once Upon a Time, and I was living with my parents at the time, so I could watch TV as it actually aired instead of waiting the next day for Hulu or whatever. Ooh, uh, I know uh, I know fancy uh, that's what like having your life together looks remember,
0: like remember remember, 2015 uh <laughs> it was only six years ago uh, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but I remember seeing the commercials for this during once upon a time because this was gonna take over that slot and just being really thrilled to hear because they they advertised it original music from Alan Menken and I was like fuck I'm there I don't. I don't know how just selling this off of Alan Menken alone should, to me, should make a show a huge hit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just me.
0: So a quick recap for the season, and Shady, feel free to like interrupt me if I or correct me. Um, okay. Although I did just binge this, so <laughs> <laughs> um, Galivant is a heroic knight whose girlfriend Madalena is kidnapped by King Richard and is, quote-unquote, forced to marry him. The king then takes over a neighboring kingdom, Valencia, and forces the princess Isabella to bring Galavant to his new kingdom, so Richard can kill Galavant in front of Madalena, and while doing this, Isabella falls in love with Galavant. Also, Gareth played by vinnie jones
1: the uh, Vinny jones the oh vinnie my god jones in a musical
0: <laughs> is richard's bodyguard and tries to toughen the king up so madalena will also fall in love with him that way and then everything collides in the last few episodes of the season i mean as a recap i don't think i really missed much no i mean without, without like <laughs> us getting into we're gonna get into detail obviously right.
1: I mean, the, I, I don't even really know how to write him into a recap. Um, but, you know, Sydney's also a main character.
0: Oh, yes. But, um, yeah, so literally a, the first part of what I said, or basically what I said, is the first episode.
1: Right. Yeah. No, like, the first song is the whole story about Gallivant trying to rescue Madalena and then her being like, nah, I'm going to marry the king.
0: Like, this, this show had the gall and the balls to slap you in the face with a musical number right away that sums up the story. Gallivan's yeah. story, basically.
1: It's it's almost its own separate adventure just contained in that
0: one song. And it's so well done. And you're just like, like, I mean, obviously I host this podcast and I talk about musicals all the time. This is something different and enjoyable because like it just hits you like we're singing now and you're like I'm gonna take it
1: okay like I I think one thing that really strikes me about this show in contrast to other musical shows that I've seen you know crazy ex-girlfriend smash glee Glee,
0: all of them yeah
1: almost every song and it changed you know you got a couple little outliers in the second season but at least in the first season all of them are Broadway style songs they're not like riffs on like pop music or anything yeah
0: uh, yeah, yeah i mean you've got alan manken obviously right they once or when they-
1: i say like broadway style i mean like disney princess
0: style <laughs> alan manken again uh right. <laughs> but like that first song is also like the theme song yeah like not saying that it's the theme song meaning like it's the opening credits song it's literally the song that's played throughout the series yeah most notably this season because like and then in the second season it's more of a joke but
1: (laughs) the second season they just kind of keep joking about how it's annoyingly catchy because (laughs) it is annoyingly catchy
0: on our podcast movie deja vu we did an episode about the Princess Bride versus Stardust. Yes! Now, are you personally very versed in this, like, medievally fantasy period? Oh, um, that why you like it so much?
1: That is part of it. This was also 2015. I don't know if you know what the big show on TV was at that time. It was Game of Thrones, which I was watching.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense because, yeah. like... They make reference to Game of Thrones a lot, <laughs> and do. as well as uh, because this is obviously also after um Peter Jackson's uh the not The Hobbit, the the uh, Lord of thing. the Rings. Yeah, this, is, this, this this or no, this might be after The Hobbit. I
1: think this is around the same time that around the, the same t- movies. Yeah, yeah,
0: because yeah, like they make reference to all of those fantasies type shows. So, right? Are you a fantasy nut like this?
1: I love fantasy and I love high fantasy uh you get into this weird thing with like the fantasy fans I'm not like super obsessed the way a lot of people are no
0: no 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 but like if you but like like, I had a choice
1: right and I do especially like one of my favorite sub sub genres of entertainment is like fantasy slash fairy tale parody so I, I'm, a movie that this whole show reminds me of a lot is uh Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is one of my favorite movies. Yes. And so I was just like, I was obsessed with this just because it's going for a very similar tone, plus the Alan Menken songs, plus like you know ridiculously hot guy in the lead. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm gonna try not to talk too much about how ridiculously hot I think that man is, but. <laughs>
0: no he ja- is i i i 100 <laughs> agree with you
1: yeah galavant he, was, was... he was in another show right after this that only lasted one season and i also loved and he was somehow even hotter in that show
0: do you know who was originally offered the role of galavant who so you remember our episode um <laughs> spider-man homecoming versus shazam yeah who was in shazam
1: zachary levi
0: yeah he was offered he was originally offered the role
1: Stop that! That makes sense though because Alan Menken and Glenn Slater did the music for Tangled, and he yeah. was Flynn in Tangled. Oh, yeah. he would have been really good. I'm glad we got Joshua sass Don't get me wrong. Don't
0: get me wrong. He was he's great in the series. But I, like, I Zachary don't understand
1: Zachary Levi, who I think has he has Broadway cred too. Oh yeah, I, I don't and, know if um, he had it by this point, but
0: and it's interesting that like a lot of the guest stars... Well, not interesting. It makes sense that a lot of the guest stars are of theater or other fame. Like, right. Richard Minkervick is not necessarily theater, but he is in the music industry. It feels like uh, in this season, whenever there was a guest star obviously on, they gave him that guest star introduction where I was just like, is that John Stamos? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah no the slate of guest stars for this show is shockingly impressive
0: right it runs the gamut
1: right like the end like it starts the first big one is like you said John Stamos who's in the second episode like it's not like this show went for a couple episodes and people started liking it and started asking to be in it they, they were like no in our first eight episode season we're gonna have John Stamos we're gonna have Ricky Gervais we have Weird Al Yankovic we've got Rucker fucking Hauer Rucker Hauer, <laughs> Rucker Hauer?
0: who doesn't sing which is unfortunate
1: no no I-, I love the way he plays his character though because he plays it just like completely straight <laughs> and it's but
0: he's a... he's in on the joke right like yeah, I think
1: him. he is yeah, I think for that character to work, it kind of had to be like somebody who was playing it with a very serious kind of menace to sort of make him stand out even more. From King, he's he plays Kingsley, the older brother of King Richard, who is played by Timothy Omenson, who's fucking amazing in this show.
0: What that's how you say his last name? Okay, <laughs> I think
1: I think if I got that wrong, my apologies. Uh, love No you, one corrects.
0: Psych- no one corrects me. So whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. yeah and but he does such a good job of playing somebody who wants to be that menacing and then Rucker Hauer comes in and just is that it menacing is. it's pretty like I I love that contrast
0: so it's interesting that there's like three to four songs every episode fully or original songs fully original songs granted some of them are reprises but like still counting uh, like,
1: if we're being real some of them are like slightly changed arrangements of alan Menken's previous work but you
0: know you know that happens or or they're making a reference to something right on are you're, you're,
1: you're also allowed to reuse your material if you choose
0: right like um uh, what was like the hey hey we're the monks is clearly hey hey we're the monkeys mm-hmm. like, but like that's the joke it's funny it's all that but It's very fast, like in a 20 minute show because it's their half hour. So with commercials, 20 minutes, right?
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. They're like 22 minutes long. And yeah, I guess most other musical shows, I didn't even think of this. So thank you for bringing it up. But like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend was hour long episodes. Smash was hour long episodes.
0: And they had four songs, maybe five songs at most. Yeah. I don't remember Smash because it was so long ago. So I watched it and (laughs) talked about it they didn't have a lot of songs per episode. And I know like they were also longer seasons than eight episodes. Right. So they sometimes had two songs in a, in an episode cause it was a very acting heavy
1: right and and that's fine too because at least in terms of crazy ex-girlfriend i think that's a nearly perfect show i think that show is about as perfect as tv can get so it worked for each episode with whatever number of songs they had it it worked it was what was efficient for that story
0: i mean in those shows i mean crazy ex-girlfriend was also all original songs right. which i will cover at some point in the season trust me guys <laughs> i'm working i'm figuring it out i want to do something different with it but um, with, like, this show, they, they make fun of musicals. They make fun of musical shows. They, they create their own set of rules
1: mm-hmm. for
0: how the music happens, mm-hmm. um, which is very interesting because sometimes it's dialogue. Sometimes it's an aside or, like, an internal monologue that, right. they, that the character has. Sometimes it's a big fantasy number. And then sometimes they're clearly singing and then they make fun of that. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I will it's say the
0: rules of this show.
1: Right. But you also like the songs themselves and, and they're full of like a lot of jokes and everything. They're like every other line is like some sort of punchline. And some of them are really, really funny. And it's always set to a great melodies. But like they're really good at using the songs to propel develop like some sort of character development.
0: Yeah, it, it it works as, like, traditional musical theater.
1: Right, exactly.
0: Do you think, though, that the show would have been... The series would have worked if it was four one-hour-long episodes? I only ask that because when they aired this see- the season...
1: Yeah.
0: It was two episodes premiered every night for yeah. four weeks. So- yeah,
1: because it was... In Once Upon a Time's time slot, which that was an hour long show, every episode right. was an hour long.
0: So, like, do you think it would have worked if it was four one-hour long episodes that they just mashed together? The-
1: yeah, I think it could have worked, but they would have had to restructure all of like the storylines and everything because this does stick to a very traditional sitcom formula um, in, in terms of like development and pacing. So they would have had to change things. It couldn't have been the exact same show. But now we're just taking the credits out of you know these two episodes. so They look like one episode instead. So but I, I think it could have still been a good show.
0: So we also mentioned John Samos playing mm-hmm. character John Ham.
1: John Ham. John
0: Ham. <laughs> Do you think though it would have been funnier if it was John Ham playing John Ham?
1: Yeah. Or would that be just like too much
0: on the nose?
1: You know, I don't know because I can't tell if like that part was written for John Stamos or if they'd written it with just, oh, we'll find some type of celebrity. Right. He's also for what it's worth very hammy. But
0: have... sh-
1: <laughs> um but uh, yeah, I think it might have added a little more something to it if it was John Ham instead, cuz John Stamos has a relationship with ABC already. That's the only thing that I'm like. It might have just been really easy to get him.
0: True. I mean, they could have gotten. They probably. It's Disney. They could have gotten anyone.
1: Right. Which is he's already got like a good relationship with the uppers at ABC in particular.
0: Which is interesting because ABC was like moderating what they were writing. It feels like the writers wanted to like push the jokes a little bit more and make it a little more adult. And obviously they couldn't set, do anything, so yeah. like they had the bleep. They added the bleeps, which
1: to be fair, I think the bleeps are so funny. Like just hearing a bleep in that type of <laughs> people wearing period costumes, I think is so fucking hilarious. <laughs> but I do. I don't know if you listen to the soundtrack separate from the
0: show I have not yet
1: there are a couple songs on there that were clearly cut from the show and at least one of them I do not think was cut for time I think
0: it was cut for content oh most likely
1: (laughs) yeah it's I mean definitely
0: (laughs) trying to like find trivia on this they obviously cut a lot of things because because of their Disney censorship where I wish this was on they were able to like redo this on like netflix or something and
1: get I mean, they away could, they could probably if they ever wanted to like revive it hulu would probably be because that's also owned by disney but because the hulu brand is so strong on its own they like put their quote-unquote edgy
0: material Ooh, on there maybe so
1: like it could be a hulu series
0: i did read about that i did find this one fun fact on imdb which made me think of our movie Deja Vu episode with Lauren Gismondi, where we talked about Mamma Mia versus Walking in Sunshine. Yes, I'm going to do callbacks to <laughs> movie <Maybe laughs> today- Deja <debut>. Vu. <laughs>
1: cross promotion.
0: It's easy cross promotion. <laughs> the musical numbers were recorded before filming, obviously like they normally do on right. any movie or show. Um, and the cast wore wired earpieces so that they could sing along to the demos while filming and sometimes they used either the studio vocals or they use the on location performances and Ah. you can tell yeah
1: that explains a lot of the vibrato
0: yeah like you can you can easily tell with some of the songs i don't remember which ones but there are some of them that i'm just like wait are they singing live
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no there are a few times where they're doing some sort of physical move and it you can hear like the extra work in their voice.
0: Part of me really appreciates that, but part of me is also like how many takes did it take for you to do that? <laughs> right. Like
1: be kind to your actors.
0: Like my god, I hope it took you. <laughs> for example, no one but you, the Madalena's song where she's having a cra- her crazy moment. Yeah. She recorded all 11 parts separately so obviously she couldn't do that one by herself
1: yeah but but all of those were her right
0: all of those were her they didn't like auto-tune or court or fix or anything
1: right wow so it's a real jonathan groff singing as 18 different reindeer in frozen 2 moment (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) i just like to mention that song when Jonathan Groff plays 18 different reindeer
0: it happened we were there we watched it mm-hmm. we appreciated it but like obviously Madalena is based off of Lady Nickbeth.
1: well there's also going back to Game of Thrones there's a lot of Cersei Lannister in her too and I don't know how much of that Ooh. was intentional and how much of that was just like well yeah I'll if you're gonna do a femme fatale in a fantasy setting like this it's probably gonna end up looking a lot like Cersei Lannister <laughs> <laughs> but like she has like this very similar she doesn't just want to be married to the king she wants to be the queen she's like looking for a way to like make herself the most powerful person
0: but I'm gonna argue that it's and l- at least in this season she has more of a Lady Macbeth journey Because in that first episode, you realize that she wants power and everything, which is what Mm -hmm. Lady Macbeth always wanted. And then in No One But You, she goes a little cray-cray. She sure does. So, like, I don't know if that was intentional. I mean, obviously, you put it correctly. If she's femme fatale in a fantasy setting. So you can't help but say that. But I don't know if that was the intention or not.
1: Right. No, no, I definitely see what you're saying, though, because she's also whenever she is married or like linked to a man in order to obtain her to hold on to her power she is also like always egging them on into violence so that's like very lady
0: Macbeth. i don't know this actress for shit to be totally honest mallory Uh, danson no i i i I can't think of anything off like i can't spit out anything that she's been in besides this right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) i know her from one other thing
0: how do you (laughs) know
1: she was uh very briefly on a really cheesy sitcom on i think back then it was still abc family called young and hungry where she plays basically the exact same character but in modern times and not a musical (laughs) (laughs) like she's just
0: it's not a musical
1: (laughs) very rude uh that's the only other thing i've ever seen her in and i don't know how she's not a gigantic (gasps) star
0: Oh my God! Okay, so I'm on IMDb right now. She okay. was on Agents of Shield, which oh, I recently binged watch,
1: and that's also an ABC show.
0: She played the robot Ida.
1: Okay, I never watched Agents of Shield. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, hair and makeup, and obviously costume, can r- really plays a big deal in this. Where I didn't real, I didn't recognize her. I mean there's so much going on in the show that you're just like, okay, you're evil you're, you're the evil queen, fine, yeah. you're that trope you're, <laughs> you're the handsome prince who is very one- track mind, great
1: you're the squire
0: <laughs> you're the squire who <laughs> is like the heart of the group
1: yeah, he we both know him from Harry Potter
0: uh he is magnitude pop pop
1: pop, pop. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And then obviously Timothy Amundsen is from Psych.
1: Yeah, he played Lassie. I didn't continue watching Psyche all the way up to the musical episode. I did watch the musical episode separately, but for like a long time in college, Psych was one of my like comfort shows. And his character, Lassie, was my favorite character. And such a delight to see him do a totally different but equally delightful character in this.
0: Well, I read that he based the accent off of Robin Hood, like the King in Robin Hood, the original movie, not the Men in Tights one. Oh,
1: the Errol Flynn one. The
0: Errol Flynn one.
1: Ah. Oh.
0: Again, he's the the trope is he's the king, and he's
1: the evil king. The twist is that he's not very competent at being evil.
0: I love that though about him. I know that he's a he's a little effeminate. He's a little like yeah realistic i mean he's complex he's an onion he's got yeah. layers and then vinnie jones is there <laughs> playing <laughs> vinnie jones but in a com- like comedy Vinny jones not <laughs> yeah. serious Vinny jones so. he
1: is i would liken his character gareth in this show to jason statham's character in spy
0: correct you're you're <laughs> not wrong i i 100 now get it yep
1: mm-hmm yeah
0: yeah i mean
1: (laughs) and that's why it's funny
0: he doesn't have a song this season right no
1: no i I I think he's
0: featured
1: yeah he's got like lines here and there
0: but like it's he's that tough of a guy that he doesn't even have a song go team (laughs) he doesn't want richard to hug him nor will he sing a song about it (laughs) right about anything So how did you feel? All right. So which out of all the guest stars? Okay. There's a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously you have about more than eight to choose from. (laughs) Which one did you like the best?
1: Because it uh, appeals to a very specific part of my heart that I don't think anyone else in the universe shares. Faith Prince as Sydney's mother.
0: Ooh, so I yet, ad- can you elaborate?
1: I, I adore Faith Prince. She was in a movie. Uh, it's a remake uh, of a French film called My Father the Hero that was made in the 90s, starring Gerard Depardieu and Catherine Heigl. And it's really not a very good movie. But like, for some reason, we watched it a lot in my house. And she plays a side character in it. And she was always my favorite. I thought she was so funny in that movie.
0: Oh, and so like, you have like a personal.
1: Yeah. And like, I, like, you know, I saw her in Disaster the Musical on Broadway and like, like, she's just like one person who, you know, you might recognize her, but she's not like a, she's not somebody people really know as a celebrity who I have always
0: followed. She's a name that I knew, but I thought she had relations to Hal Prince, Harold oh. Prince, you know, the famous Broadway director and everything. Yeah.
1: The one who didn't realize it's just about
0: cats it's just about cats (laughs) but i i couldn't find any sort of connection because obviously you know with the last name prince and her being in theater i was just like this is this is you have to but it was just a coincidence i guess (laughs) i would i would have to say mine is ricky gervais Mm, uh, he's great I, i i'm not like a fan of his career like i'm not a like a, a ricky Gervais fan roar um, i really enjoyed him apparently he also improvised the majority of his lines uh in this episode <laughs> I, I i think i like like him more because like you go on a any anytime you go on a drug trip in an episode yeah. and i'm just like <laughs> i'm there
1: oh i love i love a good uh trip where you learn about the character's innermost soul
0: sure yeah
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) plus
0: plus he his his character name is obviously a a modern joke that they do in this whole season this whole series his name is xanax yeah like you go you go visit xanax for a special potion
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very again a lot of that mel brooks type humor leaking in obviously being on abc not allowed to get as uh, risqué as mel brooks ever did but still operating on a similar level
0: you you appreciate the fact that it's not all slapstick it's it's a lot of wit happening yeah. and yes i'm putting an h in there because i can my podcast my rules <laughs> quit i don't know who who this team of writers were i i just want them to work on everything from now on
1: yeah if, I, even
0: if it's not a musical, like. but if it's a musical i would love it even more
1: yeah (laughs) Dan fogelman has had a few different series all with like varying success and everything but his big one right now is he's the creator of this is us which Uh... i've seen like a few episodes of that not really my thing but it's like i i would not put together in my head that the guy who created the sappy sad show that everyone's obsessed (laughs) with right now also did gallivant
0: no (laughs) (laughs) This is the outlier. (laughs) (laughs) So the whole season, you have Gallivant trying to find his way to Valencia, the kingdom that uh, Princess Isabella is from and everything. Mm -hmm. And he wants to save Madalena. It's not until like episode episode six
1: that they finally get there. I think it's like right at the end of episode five.
0: Five they get there. Yeah, because... Uh, no, it's during episode five because Hey, Hey, We're the Monks
1: featuring oh, right, right,
0: Weird Al Yankovic is sung to them.
1: Right. Sorry. I binged these all like...
0: I know. it's. Yesterday. I binged them too. So it's just like... So I'm
1: like trying to separate episodes in my head.
0: And for four episodes, the last four episodes of the season, all the storylines like kind of collide in everything. Yeah. Did you though see that ending coming?
1: No. <laughs> no. And and watching it live, I remember being extremely upset that it ended that way because I did not think there would be a season two. And they like they say oh, it in the lyrics.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they say did. in the
1: lyrics that like we're probably not coming back for season two. Like they saw the writing on the wall. This was clearly not a cheap show to produce. Like there is no value in this show. Um and it did not do very well in the ratings. So I was like, why the hell would you write that ending if you don't know you're coming back?
0: I feel like saying that you're doing a musical show, mm-hmm. already the yeah. budget's like up there. Right. Because you you need studio time, you need rehearsal time. Right. Songs mean movement and or dance happening. Right.
1: On top of that, this is a fantasy setting with, that takes place in the 13th century. So you're talking costumes, you're talking props. You're, like They have to have like horse trainers on set because they ride horses.
0: And then obviously stunt doubles because of the fighting and the horses yeah. happening. So already you're just like, this is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah. have to say... I really appreciated the work put into it, because even though they could have gone a different route, not the Mel Brooks Robin Hood Men and Tights route, but like they could have been like, This is a a jersey that was cut up and shoelaced together to <laughs> and it's a doublet now. You know, like like they could have yeah. made it look cheap and yeah. it would have looked cheap, but like they put they put effort into this for being like a placeholder.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> not to keep bringing up the show that this one was filling in for, but Once Upon a Time had a huge budget and was, like, a long-running show. And this looks way more expensive than Once Upon a Time ever did.
0: Oh, it probably like, was.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm. I'm not talking about, like, it looks like they put more money into it. I mean, like, it looks like they actually, like, put money into the costumes and not just, like, kicking it around to, like, some, like... I don't even know what Green like, like, right. Like the once upon a time costumes, a lot of them were good. A lot of them were really bad. A lot of the sets were really bad. The effects were terrible. And like, that's fine because you kind of expect some level of that in a TV show, but then to show that against gallivant, which is like production value, they like really made it look good.
0: Like they, I mean, they, they probably used pleather and they right. probably like beg, borrowed, and steal and stole from like every costume rental house that they could. But right. it, looks, they, it looks like they used leather. Right. Like they took time to build the textiles. I don't know if this is true or not. I mean, I'm, I, we're podcasters, so we speculate all the time. <laughs> I learned that from Willem in Alaska on their podcast. So, and yeah, no one's corrected me, so I <laughs> may as well keep speculating. It looks like they had a, a, costumes alone. They had a whole army, no pun intended, oh. to help them build these costumes, when yeah. really they pro- it's probably plastic that they just spray painted to look like metal.
1: But I mean, like, again, it's not like you can just use fake horses. They got real horses. Yeah, real horses. They had a lot of, which means that those cast members have to be trained. There has to be safety on set. There's got to be trainers on set. Like that, just having one horse that somebody rides in a movie adds a lot of cost. And they didn't cheap out and were like, oh, we'll just do the Monty Python thing because that's a joke everybody knows. Which, like
0: I'm I'm looking on their IMDb and they also filmed in England. That makes sense. So like
1: so much sense. I, that, 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 there's a lot of British actors in this show.
0: That, yes, there's a lot. Of, yes, and also <laughs> um like the scenery doesn't look like anything I've seen. Like doesn't look like they went outside of the studios in California or like shoot it. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, no, that makes a lot of sense because a lot of smaller parts and recurring parts are British actors who do a lot of British television, like Sophie Sophie McShera who plays Gwyn, the handmaiden. (gasps) I adore her. She was, yeah, she was like, she was on like *Downton Abbey* um and obvi- like this is around the same time that anthony stewart head was doing Mer- no he might have been off merlin by this point i'm trying to remember when merlin ended
0: <laughs> michael michael gibson and michael brandon uh, michael gibson plays the joust master and michael brandon is sid's dad i believe they are british theater mm. actors as well yeah I mean, obviously they have credits for film and television but like right i i just separated them because i was like well, i'm looking for theater people yeah <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. And, um oh, what's his name? Who plays the pirate? Oh, I can't think of his name. Hugh Bonville, who was also on Daunton Abbey, big time ah. British TV actor. And, like, it, we'll talk about this in the next episode. A lot of those special guest stars are, like, specifically British TV people.
0: But, like, John Samos, was he in the UK at the time? <laughs> <laughs> or were they, like, come along with us? You're totally going to be a big part. Yeah. In- this show um, don't mind the vomit that you're gonna have to that you're gonna have to like
1: i don't i don't want again i don't want to talk about season two right now but he was clearly not with them i don't know what you're
0: talking about shady we'll get to it in the next episode <sighs> one last question before we get into sharp and Flayat,
1: Sharp's oh, and out okay. unless
0: uh, unless there's anything else you want to talk about
1: no i'm just having so much fun talking about this show i forgot how long it's been like, how long we've been talking.
0: I mean, it's only been about 40-something minutes, so yeah. whatever. Uh, who is your favorite character from this season?
1: Mm, from this season?
0: Not actor, character.
1: Right. I, I really love the chef and Gwen, and I love mm. their their like little love song it is so funny. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Um, but then and... the
0: twist that happens after that where he is put into gallivant's costume and um sent to the gallows i was just like why <laughs> i want gwen to have a fucking happy ending she was so excited going on her date and Aww. everything <laughs> anyway continue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I have I have a
1: real fondness for like those types of characters who are like side characters that just do their own thing. <laughs> I guess my favorite of the main characters in this season.
0: Oh no, it doesn't it doesn't have to be any it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be a main character. Okay. It could be a, it could be John Stamos for all I care. That's that's more like the question, like who mm. who in your mind this season was like the best character.
1: Mm-hmm oh, this is so tough. It I love tough. all of them. I love all of them. This season is so good. Like I mean, every, yes. It was, like, it's a I rotate season. through every single of the main characters being my favorite character throughout. I guess my favorite character that we're just containing to this season
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the reasons that we talked about before, Kingsley. I was, I was really, that too. <laughs> ah!
0: Rutger Howard just showing up and yeah. being a... Oh. Um, and then like, like Rickerhauer Howard showing up clearly understanding it's a joke, clearly understanding he's a cameo role. Yeah, and then dying at the end of his, dying at the end. Spoiler alert! But like you guys <laughs> had six years to watch this, so don't blame me.
1: Yeah, no that that's a that's a great moment because that's also like a really good, his character also adds so much stuff for king richard and madalena both to do like it, it really sets them off on new journeys
0: and gareth
1: and gareth yeah so, so like, like, he also has this like really big impact for a small part
0: would you say that his character is like a linchpin for season two?
1: Ooh yeah yeah that's just yeah. me asking
0: this now that yeah. we're thinking about it yeah like,
1: good question yeah
0: yeah yeah okay okay (laughs) is there anything else you want to discuss while we're at it and we're loving this season like obviously we loved we loved it so sharp and flat it's going to be very interesting
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) I guess another thing I really appreciated I, I think it would have been really easy because every every show these days is going after oh we want a big reveal moment and I really appreciate that they didn't hide Isabella working for Richard at first
0: they needed to get that out there for the audience.
1: Yeah, because it also adds so much tension to her storyline and the way she feels about Gallivant. And like, I think she would have been a very bland character if we didn't know that about her
0: first. I also really like the pirate king. Yeah, I'm thinking about it, because like, <laughs> you, well, when you when you were talking about it, it made me brought me to that one episode where they are on the pirate ship in the water finally, mm-hmm. and she's like i have to tell you so- i have to tell you something she tells him what happens is this episode five or is it four i think it's four it's five it's episode five because they are finally on the ship and she tells him the truth about what's ha- oh no you're right it is f- the end of four okay isabella confesses the the trap but he is <laughs> not paying attention <laughs> <laughs> Which is I funny.
1: I do. I love Galavant's characterization in this season where he's just like He's such an idiot. He's so into himself. It's great.
0: Alright, let's get into Sharp and Flat. Boo! Sharp Flat
1: <laughs> <laughs> You can use that instead of the actual sound.
0: Alright. <laughs> no,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> so Obviously, we're going to highlight some moments. There's a lot that we didn't cover. So we're going to probably talk about new moments. Uh, And if we like them, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it, it's flat. Shady, what are your sharp moments?
1: Um, First one I can think of because I forgot about this joke and I almost cried laughing. It's so stupid. It's just so my sense of humor when King Richard plays a prank on Isabella that he decapitated her parents and somehow got her parents in on it. (laughs) Just the fact that her parents were like, oh, we didn't think it would... We thought it would be funny.
0: Just the humor of this show is so so great. It's so stupid. I love it. I, I kind of wrote the same thing down, too, about the humor, saying that how they take a modern reference but make it in the period.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of and like I guess you see that a lot in movies like Shrek. It's fun to see it in live action. It's fun to see actual human faces react to those kinds of gags or, you know, not react to them because to them in their universe it's normal. What's what's my other sharp moments? Again the the song between Gwyn and the chef.
0: A happy ending for us?
1: Yeah. It's just so, and it's so sweet because I really do like their like little love story, but the lyrics are so funny.
0: I wrote down as a sharp, I I fucking love Gwen as a character.
1: Yeah, she's great.
0: The way that they write her being very much an Eeyore type character, and then then when they come up with the plan to poison the royals, and she's just like, die, bitches! I'm just like, I fucking love you. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm kind of happy that she wasn't a random one-episode character. You know what I mean?
1: Right, yeah. I, I think they had, like, really good foresight. Uh, Her, the chef, and also the jester. The jester.
0: Oh, my that, God.
1: Like, making them, like, not main characters in terms of their impact on the story, but, like, having them be around the main story throughout the series was such a smart idea.
0: And then being the ones with, like, the witty lines being like you did you sang the song already like yeah what yeah
1: doing? Let, letting them sort of be like the audience surrogate <laughs>
0: um, do, you, do you have any other sharps
1: it's hard because i especially this season there's so much stuff i love it's really kind of hard to narrow it down it is,
0: it, it, it's a banger of a show
1: yeah I'm, and why
0: I'm like these
1: are just just as a season it's great it's, just awesome like it like it it just it hits exactly what it needs to hit every single episode
0: so i wrote down the i love the metaness uh, that's a great sharp yeah because that's but that's just a personal thing like i love it when things are meta and i think we talked about it on any episode of movie deja vu
1: yeah you listen I mean, should listen to meta can be fun i think meta can go really wrong as well i think it works for this show and the tone they're going for it just makes sense
0: i also just wrote down vinnie jones with two exclamation marks because he's fucking great talks about the humor the valencian mark monks
1: yeah oh my yeah i mean
0: i'm surprised weird al hasn't written a spinoff album for them
1: right i love that they have a cute one a shy one the bad boy
0: <laughs> <It's> so funny <laughs> Weird Al, please write an album for the Valencian monks. I know it's been six years, but, like, you guys survived a plague. Pun! Real world pun! <laughs> I also really loved, and I don't remember what it looks like off the top of my head right now, so we can Google it later, Madalena's I Love You As Much As Someone Like... Oh! <gasps> that's that's why. she. The I, Madalena's I Love You As, As Much As Someone Like Me Can Love Anyone dress Mm because it's (laughs) that's the number where they do a tango yeah and uh, (laughs) she's got a slit like it's it's historically inaccurate but like i don't give a shit (laughs) it works
1: i know it's emotionally right for the moment yeah it doesn't need to be historically correct it just needs to be emotionally correct
0: right like that like that's fun with a costume where she's still in the period guard but she's now has a slit where you can see her leg while she's dancing yeah ah. um i want to highlight just some performances because not Mm -hmm. necessarily part of the my playlist but like these are songs that i liked the visuals of Mm -hmm. um dance until you die that was fucking amazing togetherness that's the first one not doing the reprise the first one where they <laughs> where you see the montage of them slowly hating each other no one but you which one was that hold on i now have to look look that one up because i don't know why i wrote uh oh Madalena, yeah Madalena having visions of herself yeah the 11 part harmony um <laughs> if i could share my life with you oh is that the yeah, that's uh Chef and Gwen. Yeah. Their number. A happy ending for us. Sorry, I'm there's sorry, just...
1: I just remembered another moment that I wanted to add as a sharp, but I'll let you finish.
0: A happy ending for us is another Gwen and Chef moment. Yeah.
1: Well that's that's where they're plotting. <laughs> that's where they're
0: put. Po- so you were you were talking about if I could share my lo- my life with yeah, you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's them fantasizing. That's kind of their like somewhere, somewhere that's, that's green. That's green. Oh <laughs> Get out of my head.
0: Stop it. But like <laughs> a happy ending for us is the one where they're plotting the, to poison everyone. Yeah. Okay. I I misspoke earlier. I, no, I miss- it's okay retract that. And then Secret Mission? Yes. Which Gallivant takes Richard out for drinks
1: that's the one that I just thought of that I was like oh wait that made me like bust out laughing embarrassingly loud <laughs> them shushing around on their tippy toes and then and they keep having they're like first another drink
0: <laughs> and then they they go on they, they see a line of women outside Madalena's doors because she's um, <laughs> she's, she's auditioning.
1: She's try. interviewing new <laughs> consorts.
0: <laughs> so they they go around the entire castle, and they do everything but what they what their secret mission is, and it's yeah. great. I fucking it, love
1: it. <laughs> it's a great moment.
0: So I know this section is called sharps and flats, mm-hmm. or sharp and flat. But sometimes, every once in a while, I come across what I like to call a natural. Sometimes I call it a neutral, but it really should be called a natural since we're going with a whole musical theme here. Okay. Where I neither really like it nor really hate it, but I need to point it out because okay. it's there.
1: Is this like me and the Green Bay Packers and Pitch Perfect 2?
0: No, th- that you have <laughs> a legitimate thing about. Okay. This is, this is just me that I both love and hate it, so I don't know where it wants to go, but because it's both feelings, I need to express okay. it. which is the bleeps okay i want so i watched the show on prime i had to buy it on prime since it's not on fucking hulu well
1: i don't know why it's not on hulu that makes no sense to me just get your shit together
0: so i and being on prime i thought it was gonna I mean I I like it for the gag and the humor of it but at the same time just like it's 2021 guys we can say fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> to me maybe it's because I curse all the time. Like hearing a curse very rarely has an impact for me but hearing a bleep has a very strong comedic impact for me.
0: True. And like so, they don't
1: But that's like a personal thing. So like I they... I think it's funny to hear the bleeps.
0: And they do it enough that it's funny, not overly used. So it's like one or twice, one or one or two times per episode. Yeah, which is enough of a joke. Right. So, but I wanted to point that out as a natural where
1: I, I can see like how that would be annoying. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, now we go to flats.
1: What? Flat.
0: What are your flats? I mean, obviously, we've talked about that. This is a banger of a season but yeah. there has to be things it can't all be good
1: right I mean this is a nitpick because it's clearly not what the show wants to focus on in the first place but I mean like the action leaves a lot to be desired
0: okay That's
1: like, fair. I mean it's pretty typical tv stuff but it's just a lot of quick cuts you can't really watch the action you just know that it's happening
0: I was um, I mean I was annoyed that the song lit. so again i don't know if i mentioned this early in an earlier episode i write an outline for myself and my guests to potentially look at and one of the things that i put on the outline is the list of songs mm-hmm. and the list of songs that i found online is not correct <gasps> they missed a lot of songs
1: oh that's annoying
0: because they're not on the soundtrack oh so i was annoyed where i was just like wait a second you have one song listed for this one episode but clearly there are three other ones
1: <laughs> assholes yeah that's annoying and so that's, that's does it also have the songs that are on the soundtrack that were cut from the show
0: i didn't see that
1: okay because there's one on the soundtrack that i know was supposed to be in this season that Viddy jones does sing Ooh. and it's called manlyology and I think that one must have been cut for time because that's the scene where he's trying to teach King Richard how to be manlier. And it's it's basically they just kind of cut the song out and turn it into just dialogue jokes instead. So they must have just cut it down for time.
0: I also appreciate that they cut it because we'll talk about it next season. But like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I, and
0: and song, hit this yeah
1: I agree. Um, and like they just... You know very efficiently, and we're able to do the same jokes much more quickly, just making it dialogue. And sometimes some jokes work better as dialogue than they do with songs. I'm not talking about Spam a Lot, of course, but that might be a big problem I have with the musical Spam a Lot.
0: Oh no, don't say <laughs> that out loud, they are coming mean, after you. Oh no, okay.
1: <laughs> um, is, that,
0: is that that man eating bunny I see behind you? <gasps> <laughs>
1: It's okay i've got the holy hand grenade of antioch with me
0: <laughs> i
1: may have i may have watched uh the holy grail a few too many times
0: i, I don't care i fucking love you <laughs> <laughs> oh. um,
1: so yeah no but that that makes sense wait i don't know where i was going with that anyway that was just a song that i noticed was cut from the show but it made sense to cut it from the show
0: uh do you have any other flats
1: by the way, this is just a me problem, but I can't remember the names to any of the songs. I can remember the melodies. I know exactly what the jokes were. I know what a bunch of the lines were, but I look at the song list and I'm like, I don't remember what song that was.
0: I wrote down and 2021 eyes. Okay.
1: Mm.
0: I wrote down how Isabella's skin color is a running joke.
1: Yeah. It's, a I, little, it's awkward.
0: I love though that they have representation of people of color in this show, because like easily it could have been an all white show, easily, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, when I was talking about the bleeps, it was just enough that mm-hmm. I was like, I have to write this down because, yeah, it's enough. You and I think they use it in a song, even as a line where she's like, and I'm of un- undetermined undeterminate ethnicity or whatever, yeah. Um,
1: Which I believe that actress Karen David is of mixed ethnicity. I believe wow. she's um, part Indian, part Chinese. Um, apologies if I'm wrong, but like, yeah, no, I, I don't think they do. They make any jokes that are that bad or that it, offensive. It's, it's just not like fa-
0: it's it, like I said. It's just enough.
1: Yeah, it's at a certain point. You're like, do we really need to call attention to the fact that she has brown skin?
0: Right. I I wish though that there were more people of color in this, but mm-hmm. like they have at least some like they have two people of color in the main cast yeah which is great and her parents i don't know what their background is but like at the same time i'm okay with it because they
1: they they don't look like they could have had a child who looks like her <laughs> we'll say right it that but way. they
0: also they also but, don't look like pasty white people like the rest right
1: of yeah so right um, and obviously, they have an Indian actor or, or an actor of Indian descent play her cousin.
0: Oh God, Harry, her eleven-year-old <laughs> cousin.
1: Uh, which is a good joke because that's a thing that did happen in the feudal system all the time.
0: They are POC. I just don't know what.
1: Right, and, and they could. I mean, they could be white, but like Mediterranean. Right. Um, it
0: it looks like.
1: They're they're not as white as Joshua Sass.
0: Right. Yes. Or um, Timothy Uh, 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 Amundsen. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So would you... I probably will cut a lot of that out. (laughs) That's fine. Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist?
1: Mm. Oh, man. Secret mission. Because when you're very, very drunk and you're trying to be quiet, that is exactly... (laughs) what is happening in your head
0: we've all been there (laughs) i took the easy route and just wrote all of them
1: (laughs) yeah oh moment moment in the sun when you want to feel heroic that's a good song this (laughs) is my moment oh
0: yeah yeah there's five of them in that show that episode
1: (laughs) but that's the joke is that it was not his moment in the sun the first four (laughs) times
0: (laughs) Not even the fifth time. but yeah. uh, Oh, that could be another flat. Like, the fact that you have Anthony Stewart head and you don't give him, like, a full song. Like, come on, guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, that was, like, I appreciate the cameo and everything, especially because at that point, I believe his most recent TV work was Merlin, which was a fantasy series.
0: He was on Merlin?
1: Yeah, he played King Uther.
0: I have not watched that show. Oh. I, uh, I, of course... <laughs> know him from Buffy which right. I talked about on this podcast <laughs> right. wow this is just like throwback <laughs> the podcast right now um, yeah he
1: was on the first few seasons of King of uh, Merlin as King Uther Arthur's evil father and he's like the main villain sort of he is basically the reason why all of the main villains on that show exist I'll put it that oh, way okay, um, okay very good role for him uh so i appreciated that they stuck him in another modernized uh historical fantasy show but it's ju- he's just in that flashback he doesn't do anything
0: last question before we get to like plugs and everything and right. i literally just thought of this and i don't know why i didn't ask you this earlier gallivant is not a historical figure right am i thinking of galahad
1: yeah, you are. I think I think that's probably where they got the name from. Is that it's like a cross between Galahad and, well, I guess Gallant is already kind of. <laughs> Don't listen to me, uh, Prince Valiant. That's what I'm thinking of. Valiant,
0: because it's because yeah. sp- it's supposed to be around King Arthur's time.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're pulling from sort of our modern day understanding of that mythology a lot
0: clearly in Galavant the song uh, they talk about how much of a great knight that he is and right. I was just confused like is he was he part of the round table or is he supposed to be like he would have been part of the round table or could have been
1: Um. yeah I think they're, they're kind of yeah he's not as far as I know I've never heard of any literary or historical figure called Sir Galavant before this show but I think they are like largely pointing to him to be a parody of those literary figures
0: i mean because clearly if you watch the when if you watch the show he's depressed (laughs) (laughs) about a depression so he's not on top of his game but at the same time (laughs) he's supposed to be this great knight that yeah you know and everything
1: that is another thing I love is that he supposedly has this history of like slaying dragons and things, and we don't we don't see that
0: <laughs> too expensive we
1: see, right right <laughs> we don't we just needed you to know that he was once at the height of glory and he's fallen and now he needs to get back up
0: Shady, we've come to the end of this episode. <gasps> is there anything you want to plug um note?
1: i i would like to plug um something called movie deja vu i don't know if you've heard of it
0: i have not please (laughs) please elaborate
1: so that is for those of you who don't know john and i co-host a podcast uh, that's me me john uh in which we take two or sometimes more movies uh with a lot of similarities and we discuss those similarities and the differences and come to a conclusion whether we think those movies are the same or not
0: and it's our opinion i mean obviously right. yeah everyone's entitled to their own opinion even if it's wrong
1: <laughs> you are allowed to have a very misinformed horrible opinion
0: but on it at the end when we do our plugs and whatever shady Plugs her Twitter account, which is what, Shady?
1: At Cookie O oh, Shady.
0: And what kind of cookie are you today, Shady?
1: I am. A, I'm, a, I'm a butter cookie.
0: <laughs> okay. They're delicious.
1: They're delicious. They're very delightful. That is the word I would use to describe butter cookies. And that is also the word I would use to describe Gallivant season one.
0: Ooh. Well, I In excited. a single word. It's delightful. If you want to reach out on the podcast and correct all of our mistakes, I dare you. Uh, <laughs> you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and install at it's, uh The Twitter is just there. I mean, sometimes I tweet stuff. I'm not as active as Shady is on Twitter. Let's put it that way. Uh, I'm sorry. I just thought of something. What'd you think of?
1: I'm a butter cookie because I'm on butter song.
0: I love you. I'm gonna,
1: I'm gonna mute myself
0: forever. <laughs> no, no, because you have to come back for next episode. Oh, and I on, forgot. Because if, if you want to be part of the next episode, we're going to be talking about Galavant season two. Because clearly, we have more to say.
1: Right, and this one has ten episodes. Not this one is
0: Yes. So it went for five weeks instead of four. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I think my horse is here and I'm going to <laughs> gallop off gallop off to Valencia. Do you want to come? Want to yeah, come sure.
1: Sounds right. like we're off on a hero's journey.
0: <laughs> no coconuts are used.
1: <laughs> Wait, that one sounded good. That one was like Right on, yeah. I can't do it because of my sleeves.
0: Ah, uh, <laughs> bye for now, everyone. <laughs> Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork, and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to Castbox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.